The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Forum with your host, Seema Vasa. Our program is designed to bring you business tips and success stories directly from the people who are making it happen. If you could use a little motivation and a lot of ideas to help you and your company move forward, stick around for the next hour. Now, here is Seema Vasa. Welcome to the forum. I'm Seema Vasa, your host. I'm so excited to be here on the first show and so lucky to have Carrie Kirpin, the CEO of Likeable Media, here today. Before I introduce Carrie, thank you. I know it makes it a lot easier, Carrie, to know you uh, personally as well. So thank you for being on the first show. Very exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I want to, I, and, and we're talking about a topic that's very near and dear to your heart social media. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a topic that I struggle with a lot uh, in terms of knowing that I have to embrace it, but very difficult to manage. So I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more. But before we formally get, get you introduced, I wanted to kind of share with the listeners the vision of this show. I started down the path of an entrepreneurship about eight years ago, and I would have loved to have a show like this in a community where I could be inspired on those days that I felt demotivated or I needed a little push over the over the line to get going, to hear honest perspectives, the good, bad, and the ugly, and ideally to kind of shortcut learning. And if I could learn from other people's mistakes or ideas, it would just help me move along a little farther. So with that, hopefully the vision will be realized over the next few weeks. I want to formally introduce Carrie. Carrie is the CEO and co-founder of Likeable Media an award-winning content studio that's achieved Crane's sixth best place to work in New York City. She's the author of an upcoming book titled Work It, Secrets of Success from the Boldest Women in Business, which I had the pleasure of working with Carrie on. And Carrie regularly contributes to Inc. and Forbes magazine, and she keynotes at many leadership conferences. So Carrie, welcome. So glad you're on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Seema. I'm so excited to be here. And I love the concept of the show and sharing the good, the bad, the, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm, I am definitely here to help. I've got lots of good, bad, and ugly around social media, so we can, we can talk lots about it. That's fantastic. Thank you. And, and Carrie, it might be helpful just for the listeners to understand a little bit more about your company. Can you just kind of give people an overview of what your company specifically does? Absolutely. So Likeable Media is really at its heart is a social media marketing agency. We create content um, primarily for large brands. So if you see, if you're ever like scrolling through Facebook and you see a really cool video produced by a company that you like, chances are uh, we're behind that in some capacity. And we create the content and then we distribute it on different social channels using, you know, standard social media marketing, the way you guys use social media today, any any normal user, uh, and also via paid advertising. Very cool, very cool. And and you know, I I mentioned that I personally have a love hate relationship with social media, not because of 
what it does, but just the 24-hour cycle, it feels like it's it's all consuming uh, in terms of how to manage it. Uh, what's your take on that? Is, is it manageable not to feel that overwhelmed with social media? I think that social media uh, as a whole, both as a consumer and on the business side, can feel yeah. very daunting. I mean, it's, okay. it's overwhelming. First of all, you feel this tremendous need to be there, right? Whether right. you're a person or a business or just an entrepreneur who needs their face out there, like you, you're right. under this pressure because everybody's there and you know that people are there and you know that mm-hmm. you need to be there. But what to do with it and when to be on it and when to not is a whole other story. And so it's, yes. it's very challenging when you're thinking about it. So, of course, it's overwhelming and daunting. We have no idea what to do because the reality is how you use social media as a business might be very different from how you use it as a consumer. And people don't always realize sure. that. Like, some of, the, some of the stuff that goes into it is a little bit different. And so once yeah. you realize that, I think it can become less daunting. Um, but in general, it's very hard. Thank you for being honest there. No, Can you true. tell us how companies use social media? Like from your perspective, mid-sized company, they know that they're kind of strapped on resources, but they know they have to be in the game of social media. Um, what, what's your perspective in terms of how to approach uh, you know, if you're just starting out to integrate social into your marketing strategies. So social media has changed a lot over time. And my answer to this would have been very different if this was, you know, 2007, 2008, when we first started the company. Right. I think, right. I think that the best way, and I like to explain things, I think, in, um, in very simple terms that are easy to break down and, and understand. So I think if you were approaching social media, you need to think of it like, okay, you have a website. Why do you have a website? You have a website so that if people are looking for you, they, they have somewhere to go and get information. Uh, right. When you're looking at your social media, you're looking at, okay, I want to have um, somewhere for them to go where they can learn more about not just about, um, you know, how to contact us on the phone number, but, you know, stories from customers and experiences and all different kinds of things, a more rich experience that is more fluid than you would find in a website. You're not constantly updating your website every single day. And so this allows you to provide updates that are relevant and meaningful and do it in a place where people are spending their time. Your audience is there. And so think of it like you're bringing that sort of website to life, but in a way that is easy to change, easy to update, and in a place where people are. That sounds great. So do you find that people might not even call you until they understand a little bit more about you on social media or your company on social media? Is, is that, how are companies researching or prospects or leads researching companies that might have a website but also have a lot of social activity? Is that kind of the next step before they might contact the company before wanting to do business or learning more? I think that there are a few different uh, possibilities there. So first, when you think about even shopping online, right? right? When people are shopping online, typically what they're going to look at first are the reviews. And that's because yes. recommendations from a peer are trusted much more than anything any advertisement's going to say. And that, that's natural, right? Before you buy right. a book, before you buy a piece of furniture, before you buy anything, you want to know if people think it's good. 
And right. so social media is quite similar so that when you're putting yourself out there in social media, if you have a good product or service and if you're right. properly asking your customers to really sing your praises on social media, then absolutely it acts as a validation. People are looking on social media and yes. even if they're not proactively searching SEMA, they right. are seeing it in their feed and so it's an opportunity to introduce it at, at, you know, before the point of discovery even. So it, it's both. It's that they would be looking and then it, the other piece is just that you become findable. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. Do, do you find that social media marketing or the strategy of it is different if you're a product-based company versus a services-based company? 100%. I think that product-based companies, see, the thing that's changed over time is that social media has become much more of an advertising vehicle. You know, for right. those of us who don't know that much about this stuff, and it, it, and it is, there's a lot of science behind it. It's not about just like, oh, I put a post on Facebook and everybody sees it, or I put a post on Instagram and everybody sees it. Uh, there's an algorithm, and Facebook and Instagram in particular uh, have done a tremendous job of really serving up what people want, organic posts, um, to a consumer. So in other words, you're on Facebook, you right. want to look at pictures of your friends and their babies, right? You want to see like sure. two pictures of Seth or like anyone, you know, you want to see like what's going right. on in your world. You yeah. don't want to see 5 million updates from brands. You really don't. That's and right. so mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and all of these companies have made it so that brands have to advertise. And so in order to have a successful strategy like that, you need to advertise. Now, the benefit of that for a product-based company is that if you have a good product and you advertise it well, all of a sudden these channels, which were seen as purely feel-good community channels, are actually selling stuff because you have a very targeted audience. And so for product, you can really use it to sell. Um, and, and these right. are big products and small products, high value and low value. Um, you definitely can. And for service, the way I use social media in general, you know, as a service company myself, sure. uh, yes. is to showcase thought leadership um, mm-hmm. expertise, to show that you know, you're the best in the business at a service, you know, really showcase testimonials and that kind of stuff. It's really more around um, giving a sort of authority versus a hard sure. sell for a services business, but a product business. You, you can sell and do a really great job on social media. I do find with the service-based business, it, 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 it's so much about that the brand is intertwined with the people involved as well. Yes. So it's yes. a little bit different in that it's even more authentic about who you are as a person and representing that in social media. Would you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes, of yeah. course. In services business, any services business, really you're buying the relationship, right? You trust the people right. who are selling to you. You trust the people who are providing the service for you. And so giving you the opportunity to learn more about that, you know, it's very interesting. Um, I work with a ton of uh, real estate companies. And okay. as much as we do for corporate, it, it really what, what works is a lot of uh, these entrepreneurs, the realtors who are out there selling, it's their own personal pages that are doing it because that's where relationships are built. And I think that's the difference between a product and a service. Service is based around the people, around showcasing your thought leadership. You know uh, the person and you're feeling that connection with them. And a product, yes. you can really use the advertising to kick it into high gear. 
That's really interesting because I know that a lot of people have this maybe erroneous belief that social media locally is not as important as it is nationally. It's more affected mm-hmm. on a national level. But what I just heard you say that a lot of people are using it on a, on a local level to kind of build up you their bet. brand. and You bet. And I wholeheartedly okay. disagree. I actually think that on for social media, you are leveling the playing field. So it used to be that only big brands had dollars to advertise right. on television and all of these things. You know, social media advertising is self-serve. And if you get over the fear of doing it, you can spend yep. $10 a day playing around and targeting and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. And you can learn the system using, you know, very limited amounts of money to test. And then once you see that it works, you can really kick it into high gear. I think um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that, you know, local businesses don't realize that they can advertise in a way that will be really effective, especially product-based. Forget it. If you're product-based and you're local, you can really advertise specifically to moms in Port Washington uh, who love decor, you know, something like that. You really can get that granular. Yeah, that's great. And I'm glad that you brought in kind of the financial aspects of of social media, because I think many companies struggle with what is the return on investment? If if I'm going to hire an agency to do this, or am I going to allocate a person to do this? Or am I going to basically take my own time and and build out social media? These are really important questions in terms of how do you actually fund social media uh, for your business? Um, and I'm yeah, sure you've I, talked to a lot of companies who, who kind of struggle with that question and the return on investment and, and, as they figure this out. I think everybody struggles with this. And I think from the, from the beginning of time, uh, companies have struggled with what is the return on investment of your advertising dollars. The only thing that ever changed that was search engine marketing. Because if you look right. at that, that's, um, I'm, looking, I'm looking for a white chair um, that's velvet tufted. You yep. Google it, you find it, it's there, the advertisement works, and it's instant. And that type of advertising uh, has changed the game, I think, of re- requiring an instant ROI. That's why television has declined at the level that it has, right. uh, amongst other reasons. But And radio and all of these things are under this tremendous pressure. Um, the Let's ROI talk, Carrie. Uh, we're going to actually yeah. just go to a break for a few minutes. And it. I want to continue we'll this conversation. And Yep. For sure. Thank you so much, Carrie. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about understanding the financial aspects of social media. See you after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you to help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps, and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516-494-0077 or visit blink-insights.com. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching 
and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders to still realize their visions. Visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. That's infinity-2.com or call 516-591-0270. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to the Forum with Seema Vasa. To talk to Seema or her guest this week, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at infinity 2.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm here with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and we are having an honest discussion about how to use social media, how to think about it in your business, building your brand. And we were just after, right before the break, we were talking about how we have to understand or how the burning question, what the burning question is about the return on investment for social media. How do you allocate resources? How do you justify the budget? Um, and, and Carrie, you were going to share a little bit in terms of your perspective, I guess, working with your clients in terms yep. of how they justify the return on investment for social media. Yes. Well, first of all, I think there's a few things. The larger the brand, the larger yes. the ad spend. The larger the ad spend, the easier it is to get a return because when you're advertising enough, you're going to see return. You're playing enough. So those are big, big budgets. But I will talk to you a little bit about, in general, the philosophies around ROI and some things I think that can help. So so first of all, you you need to, in the beginning, right, and especially before social media became this huge page, paid infrastructure, right. um, it was all about customer service and still is. I mean, people still go to your, the second you have a problem or something good to say, they go to Twitter, they go to your Facebook page, et cetera. Right. So uh, the first thing I would recommend is that being on there, just, just being on there, let's say you don't post ever and you're just there and will, you know, ready to answer questions. I would okay. measure that piece the same way I measure an expense of customer service. It's part of doing business. There's no question that today that is not only uh, a required customer service channel, but it's one that needs some attention. And so you have to be looking no matter what. So that piece is an expense that you can handle internally. You don't necessarily need an agency or anybody to do it. 
But the fact is people are going to be talking about their experiences with your product, with your service, for most things on social media. And if they're upset or if they're particularly pleased, they're no longer writing a letter into customer service. They may call, but more likely than not, they're going to be posting online. So that's the first piece that you just have to swallow. And, and that's kind of, Carrie, when you say that's that's really not incremental cost, though, because technically if people are talking more on social media, then they're, they're sending in less letters or making less phone calls. Correct. It's just okay. the volume and the, the difference, Seema, the thing that is hard for people to swallow is that it's much more instantaneous. It's people expect yes. a response right away and it's public. Gotcha. So if right. you're not as good at customer service, you better learn how to get good because it's public and it can turn into a big thing. And so that's gotcha. what's scary to people about that. So that's the first piece. But the second piece is the piece that everyone stresses about, which is who's going to do my posts and who's going to do this and how? And <laughs> so my, my first thing that I would suggest two things that I, I hopefully will make you feel better. Okay. The first is that I believe in general, companies, especially small businesses, are obsessing about posting too much. You okay. don't need to talk all day to your customers. You don't need to post a million photos a day. The, the concept of frequency um, is not as necessary as it once was when you were trying to kind of, you know, be in front of everyone. The reality is, unless you're paying for advertising, you're not going to be in front of everyone right away. So the first thing I would say is to post less and to think about a smart strategy behind those posts. So I would rather see one beautiful post that you've invested some advertising in that's nice and lovely and you're testing it than see you post 10 times a day. Think about as a consumer, you don't want to see your friend posting. Remember I told you about the baby? It's nice right. to see your one friend's baby every once in a while, but you don't need to see that same friend over and over and over and over. It gets annoying right. really fast. Yes. So imagine that with brands. It's annoying. Right. So, so stop obsessing about how much you have to post. Worry much more about reacting to people and then create a smart, proactive strategy. And for that... I would say, you know, you talk about should you do it, should an agency do it, should an intern do it, right? Yes. Whoever does it has to really love it. Whoever does it, you should not be doing it if you are uncomfortable doing it. You can try it. You can see if it resonates, if you get interested into, you know, kind of geek out on it. That is really cool. But if you don't love it, you shouldn't be the one to do it. I would rather see you have an intern do it who's very interested in learning the ins and outs than I would see you doing it and taking time away from your business, which you're good at, um, then, you know, I, I would rather see an intern do it. I do think that um, especially with the advent of ads and all of these things and all of the rapidly changing landscape, you need somebody knowledgeable. But right. you can find somebody who is young and knowledgeable. I don't think that that's so horrible. You just have to be prepared that with youth also comes errors and all different kinds of things. So you, you just have to balance. And I don't, and I, I, would, I would imagine somebody who's doing it on, let's say, my behalf, they would they would truly have to understand uh, the strategy, and they would have to yes. understand, you know, if they're reacting to other people's content, almost, uh, you know, a mild uh, understanding how I would react to be able to be real time and responding. Yes, and you really right? need somebody. Look, it's always better if you have somebody internally who gets yes. it, who loves it, who wants to do it. That, to me, 
is the ultimate win. At Likeable, for us, we're producing a lot of like high-quality video content and things you wouldn't have in-house, but having the person who manages it be somebody who is within your organization, somebody who understands social and likes it. And that, for a small business, I'm thinking about businesses on Main Street. When you yes. think about a business on Main Street, sometimes having like a young, you know, retail person yeah. or somebody who like, that, that works. And as long right. as they're curious, you have to be curious and want to understand because as things change, you have to evolve with that change. Yes, that makes perfect sense. And, and I'm, I'm relieved to hear you say that frequency is not what matters oh. most. It's really the quality yeah. of the post yeah. that you're doing. Yes. That, and don't that be kind afraid of to reduces test. the craziness of it all. Test. It doesn't, I'm sorry, tell me again, Sima, what did you say? I, I was going to say that kind of reduces the craziness of it all. Yeah. It, you know, the, the feeling that you have to constantly be putting out new content right. uh, versus, you know, focusing on quality of content. And of course, you don't want to... Uh, you know, do it, be be erratic in that, but have a consistent um, strategy in terms of posting quality content feels more manageable. Of course. And you have to just like, you know, any basic of business, right? Like Simon Sinek, start with why. Like you need right. to look and step back and say like, why am I here? Why? What am right. I saying that would add value to someone's day versus interrupting their day? And I right. think that that's, that's the key with social. It's like, okay, am I, does this post really add value? Does it cut through the clutter? Is it something that's interesting? And if not, you know, is it necessary to say? Right. That's good. That's really, that's great advice. I love that. Good. And, and, and when you talk about social channels, like what do you recommend for businesses? There's so many different tools out there now. Is there kind of a rule of thumb of, of social media channels that businesses should absolutely have, whether they're a B2C brand or a B2B brand? I think the first thing you want to start with is where your audience is. So if you are a cosmetics brand that is marketing to teens right now, you know, I would argue it would be difficult for you to look at Facebook, right? I mean, there might be some benefit, but maybe not. You would be on Instagram. You would be on Snapchat. If you're a business that's a B2B business, you're probably going to want to look at what you can do with LinkedIn. You're probably going to want to look at what you can do with Facebook, but your strategy has to be a little different because people aren't really talking about business on Facebook. And so you have to think it through. The first step is where is your audience? And then I think ultimately the second step of where you want to be is just looking at it and saying, um, my audience is here, but do I have something to say to them that it's appropriate to say here? Like, is this the right space? I think in general, when you look at tools that are owned by Facebook, so looking at right. Facebook and Instagram and some of the others, you look at, um, you look at WhatsApp, you look at some of these things, um, and Skype and all of these interesting things, you know, these are things where the advertising capabilities are far more robust than, say, Twitter does have advertising capability, but it's nowhere right. near at the level. And Snapchat just opened with, um, with self-serve ads. But I think when you're gotcha. looking at Facebook and Instagram and these types of, of tools, their advertising is very sophisticated and right. robust. And so I love them uh, for most companies. Uh, right. It just depends. You know, if you're very young, you might not want to be on there. 
Right. Gotcha. Well, that that's good tips. Those are good. That's great advice. Know where your audience is and, and make sure yeah. you're on the channels of where you want to try to target your audience. Yeah. And then the second point is make sure you have something interesting to tell them. Don't start making Correct. up stuff that's irrelevant, which is great advice as well. It sounds so basic when you talk about it, but you know, when you, when you enter the world of social media, it just feels overwhelming. And, and this is great. This is a great way to think about it and break it down a little bit. Yeah, you really have to think of it differently. When you're thinking about it, um, generally, you're thinking about it like a consumer, which is, oh, right. my God, everyone's on social media all day. What am I going to say? What am I going to do? But the reality is, it's really, it's a smart advertising channel that also has very robust com- uh, consumer communication abilities. So it really allows you to build loyalty and have these conversations with customers. But not everyone's customers, if you're looking at B2B or any of this stuff, are commenting there. So you have to really think uh, really with a lot of intent when you're thinking about what you want to do. I can't wait to hear more about, Carrie, your own social media strategy um, that you personally employ. But even more so, you know, what is the kind of the, the big mistake, if you will, that, that sticks out in your mind in terms of um, snafus on social media? I, I think the, the audience would love to hear that. Um, when we come at, come back after the break. But if you could just tell us from your own perspective, how many social media channels are you actually on today? Just you, Carrie Kirpin, kind of tied to your business. Oh, Carrie Kirpin is on all of them um, because okay. I have to be in order to learn them. So I, I doubt you'll find one that I'm not on. Um, the ones that for likable media that I use yes. the most um, would be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and also I have a podcast. And so I promote the podcast through those things. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. Well, Carrie, get ready. After the break, we're going to definitely want to hear more about some of the challenges, if you will, that you've had on social media and actually how you've been able to rectify some of those uh, challenges. So look forward to hearing more about that. Fun times. I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) And then we'll talk a little bit more about your, your book that's coming out. Um, when is it coming out, Carrie? It the is Work It book? In December. Work that's It. That's very exciting. Very exciting. And that's a book about successful women, boldest women oh, that you've interviewed? Oh, it's stories. Yes, it's lots of stories from women in the workplace, uh, many successful women, um, ranging from you, Seema, to Thank people you. like Sheryl Sandberg and Barbara Corcoran, lots of amazing women featured, all sharing stories around different experiences because I really wanted uh, to show that there's not one philosophy to how to succeed in work and life. Uh, There are many, many different ones, and it's up to you to get inspiration and find your own uh, versus following one specific philosophy. Fantastic. Okay, stay tuned, listeners. We'll be back, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more with Carrie Kirpin. Thanks so much. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders to still realize their visions. Visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. 
That's infinity-number2.com or call 516-591-0270. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you to help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps, and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516-494-0077 or visit blink-insights.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to the Forum with Seema Vasa. To talk to Seema or her guest this week, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at infinity 2.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. I'm here with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and we're talking about a topic that's very near and dear to many business people, and that's social media, the do's and don'ts. And right before we end, uh, ended the last segment, we were going to have Carrie share with us some of the memorable moments of social media that maybe she was not so proud of, or, or better said, embarrassing. So, Carrie, <laughs> thank you for the honesty. Yeah. That's what the show is about. We'd love to hear more. Well, Seema, I'll tell you, and I, you know, I'll go, I'll share my experience, and then I'll, I'll tr- that ex- the experience that I had um, is less, a little bit less relevant today, uh, but is still relevant in, in a few ways. So I'm going to tell you my story, sure. and then I'm going to lead into um, a couple of don'ts so that your listeners can know to listen out for, okay? Okay. Um, and right. actually, this is, I have to tell you something, this is a... Um, very rare instance that I talk about this mistake because it was a mistake that really could have ended my entire business. So, um, wow. and I, ne- I never talk about it. So I'm just talking about it for you. Uh, Thank you. So, okay. I don't remember the exact year, but your listeners will be able to note, figure out the year for sure. But I worked with, and by the way, still work with uh, Entenmann's, which is an amazing sweet bakes goods company. And I love them and have had a relationship with them for many years, many, many years, many different jobs, different things. I've had this incredible partnership with Entenmann's. Okay. And so this was a while back, and this was before social media advertising was a big thing. So it was all about organic reach. And this was when you were posting 
all the time to try and stay top of mind. And you want it to stay top of mind on Facebook and top of mind on Twitter. So one of the ways to stay top of mind on Twitter was and to engage in conversation. This was all when it was all about engaging in conversation with everybody and anybody. It was a very different time. So one of the ways on Twitter that you would engage is you would go to the trending topic. So let's say you're at a conference and everybody's at this conference. Let's say it's South by Southwest and everybody's talking about South by Southwest. It would become a trending topic. It's the most talked about thing on Twitter. And so if you were smart, you would go to South by Southwest. You would say, wow, is there something relevant about my brand and South by Southwest? And I could tweet it. And then everyone who's searching the hashtag for South by Southwest will see it and engage with me. It's brilliant. It's an opportunity to be brilliant. So you're with me so far on that strategy. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the main most important part of that strategy when you were doing this, and still some people do it, is to check what the hashtag is actually about. And so here is my story. (laughs) I had a kid who was working for me who was a great kid, who was the community manager for Entenmans. And he saw a trending topic, and the trending topic was not guilty. So he said, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to click. I'm going to tweet. So he yes. said, who's, who's not guilty about eating all the delicious sweets they want? Hashtag Entenmann's. Right. And it came from Entenmann's, okay? And it was okay. sent out without approval. He just went, oh, and I no. think at the time, you know, we were a young company. We probably didn't have a lot of systems in place. Right. Well, not guilty was the Casey Anthony verdict where she was oh, acquitted gosh. from murdering her child. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. And oh, so dear. all of a sudden, I'm in the office, and I start seeing um, the people in the office start running around, like scattering, like chickens. They're like, bustling. Right. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, they come in to tell me. And by this point, it had probably 15,000 retweets within oh, a my period of minutes. Okay, Entenmann's, I'm never buying Entenmann's again. How dare you? How dare you? This entire crisis for this brand was started entirely because of a careless tweet. This was my biggest social media mistake. It was on the news everywhere. Wow. Um, What we ended up doing to rectify was we immediately took responsibility. Uh, My husband, Dave, who was my co-founder and at the time CEO, wrote a letter and published it, uh, taking responsibility for exactly what happened. Uh, And, you know, ultimately, Entenmann's decided to keep their faith in us and let us remedy it and fix it. But it was by far... Uh, the most awful social media experience, and one that can tell you, you know, one of the dangers of of having a very young person do something. But I think ultimately um, mistakes can happen. That was just a very careless mistake at a very early time in social media. And so I think where that translates today, so that's like the story that like if I ever think about like, oh my God, like we're a social media agency. We are paid (laughs) to know this stuff. And that one mistake, right? Right? So, but I like to say, and what my partners at Entman said, who I love so much, you know, they said, this is going to make you a better agency. Yes. And it really did. I mean, it really, really did. And so uh, what I would translate that to today, now people aren't so much surfing the hashtags. And if they are, um, 
it's really not a good strategy. But yep. what they are doing a lot of times is every brand feels the need to comment on everything that happens everywhere. Like whether it's Martin Luther Jr. Day, whether right. it's an attack. Like why, why does a brand or a company need to say that they're so sad about this attack? Like you're a right. brand. Like it's not right. appropriate. Say nothing. And right. so for me, that's my learning that I take it through today. It's like you don't need to comment on everything that's happening in the events. world as a right. brand. Right. right. It's all about relevance. And so if something is relevant to you, um, then that is a different story. But, you know, obviously really being relevant. And, um, yeah, that's the first time I've told that story probably in at least seven years. I mean, I can't that's think amazing. of it. That's amazing. a long time ago, but it was a good reveal for you. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> well, you know, it does right? speak to what we all deal with, too, is client relationships and the oh. strength of that relationship to be able to yeah. move forward from, a mistake like that, and they still uh, yes. kept you guys as the agency of choice to kind of move forward. They did. And I offered to resign. You know, I said I will resign. I will do any. Right. I, I will do anything for you. I will hire you a new agency. I will do anything you need. Um, yep. And it was, you know, they were just the most, the most amazing partners. And we still work with them today. I will. I'll work with them forever because I think, you know, loyalty in business. I think beyond social media, and and social media helps, you know, really foster loyalty and relationships and this kind of stuff. But really, there's nothing like a client relationship. There's right. nothing like it. Well, the good news, Carrie, from that story is that that is such a, you know, major, major moment in your, in your career and your, in your, in your company that it, yeah. I think it gives people the confidence to know that, you know, you can rectify situations. If you do, if you're scared of making a mistake, it can be rectified. It can be fixed, yep. although it's going to, yep maybe be gut-wrenching and that you and might have to do things a little you. differently. Yeah. Yep. But it shouldn't prevent you from entering the social media world as a result of it. Correct. And also, the, so, the memory of social media is very short. Like, the, yes. the, they are fast and they are furious, but it is short. Like, it's right. fun. It's a 24-hour news cycle and then bye. Like, it's just, you have to um, remember that it, it's, it's worth the trying. It's just being being a little careful. I mean, that, that mistake now in retrospect at this stage of our agency would never happen. But right. when we were small like that, you know, look, it happens. And so for small businesses, it can happen all the time too. Especially like right. I've seen lots of people post about sale. Oh, a 9-11, like somebody would post, look, here's our 9-11 sale. You know, like really right. dumb stuff. Like they don't, right. they just don't, you know, and those things can happen. And then all of a sudden it becomes a trending topic and nobody's ever heard of you and now all of a sudden they've heard of you. So those right. Just, for the wrong reasons. Things. Yes, but it's fast. So it's, right. you know, it, don't let it hold you back. It didn't hold me back from building, you know, a fairly large uh, social media agency. It only made me better. And so, you know, it's the same thing. You fall, you get back up. The entrepreneurial story, it's, it's what we do. That's right. That's right. And, and, and before we have to go to another break in a few minutes, but I did want to um, ask you a question. You made mention that you work with your husband. Tell us I a little do. bit about that. <laughs> I do. Uh, well, you know, I, we founded the business together. It was sort of accidental and grew very quickly. Like, we, we realized social media was going to be a thing, and then it just sort of exploded from there. Um, it was more good than bad. He is currently, we launched a second business, so now we're together less. I would say um, 
it has so many benefits. There's nobody you trust more. There's nobody who you know has your back more. Um, one of the keys, though, is having different roles, I think, so that you're not you know, doing the same thing and therefore having unnecessary arguments about things that sure. you disagree on, you know, keeping roles separate, and then also um, you know, always having the priority that family's first and, right. and not trying not to bring it home too much. Those are just some basic tips, but um, I, think, I think it was great, but it takes a special couple to do it. I don't know that every couple can do it, but we, we did it well, and I'm, I'm very, looking back, I'm very glad that we did. That's great. That's great. And, and the, the second company is also social media as well? Yeah, so that's actually uh, social media for small businesses. It's called Likeable Local, and it's a, it's a platform that small businesses can use to help their social media. So you still have to do it. You know, you still have to kind of, like, if you're in your own local store, you should take pictures of your own stuff. But if you want, sure. you know, kind of that ad expertise, it does automatic ad posting, and it's a really cool software. It's definitely, and that's Likeable Local. Like a DIY and kind of thing? Yeah, it's, yes. It's more like, you know, for us, we work with large brands, and it's all very custom. Right. We're doing multimedia production. Um, this is a way to sort of democratize that process by using a software platform called Likeable Local. Fantastic. Great. Uh, well, I would love, Carrie, we're going to take another break, but I, after the break, I would love to hear a little bit more just about your journey as an entrepreneur and yep. also about this exciting book that's coming up. I, I can't wait Wonderful. to hear more about what inspired you. Uh, to get because it's a lot of work, I'm sure, um, and you already have a full time job and you're a mom. Yep. So uh, yep. we look forward to hearing that after the break. You bet. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Don't fly blind. Blink Insights provides valuable research to support more informed business decisions. We have walked in our clients' shoes and understand their challenges. We will work with you to understand your information needs and deliver actionable results through innovative and cost-effective solutions. Blink Insights will partner with you to help you make strategic decisions about your brand and better improve your positioning, your product and service development roadmaps, and your delivery to customers. We work with a variety of clients. Call us today at 516-494-0077 or visit blink-insights.com. If you want to hone the right skills to become a CEO or stay there as a competitive strategic leader, Check out CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. You'll learn the tips to success and hear from the experts who are at the top of their games. You'll make your company stand out from the competition and build your own reputation in the process. Top executives are made, not born. So take charge of your future growth. Listen for CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on Voice America Business. Starting, building, and growing a company is hard in itself. Doing it on your own is even harder. You need a partner on your side who can help. Infinity Squared Ventures works with you to understand your goals and design options that can help you accelerate your business. We have creative ways of working together that allow business leaders to still realize their visions. Visit infinity-2.com and let Infinity Squared Ventures get started with your company. That's infinity-number2.com or call 516-591-0270. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to the Forum with Seema Vasa. To talk to Seema or her guest this week, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at infinity 2.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back. We're here with Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, talking about social media and entrepreneurship. Carrie, I know that uh, I know your story, and I know many times you you label yourself as the accidental entrepreneur. I'd love to hear yeah. sh- share with the audience. Tell us a little bit about how you got into entrepreneurship. You know, honestly, it re- it really was a complete accident, and I think that was part of uh, what challenged me with my own confidence as an entrepreneur. Uh, we we became entrepreneurs in a very strange circumstance, which was that Dave, my husband, proposed to me and wanted everyone he's ever known to come to our wedding, not like friends from high school, like people he'd see in the streets. He was overjoyed. Oh he wanted everyone to come. And we knew that we needed a place that could hold that many people hold and everybody. a place that we could af- afford. I right. mean, it was, it was nuts what he wanted, but I wanted him to have what he wanted. And so suddenly it, it kind of dawned on me, and then I communicated it to him, and he loved it, that we would go to a minor league ballpark. We went to the uh, Brooklyn Cyclones, which was the minor wow. league affiliate of the Mets. Yeah. We were huge, huge fans. And so we said, we want to buy out your sponsorship night. And we're going to buy it out, and we're going to resell in sponsors to people who want to target brides. So we sold in, you know, like instead of Pepsi tossing T-shirts in between the innings at the games, like normal right. promotions, we had um, 1-800-Flowers tossing bridal bouquets or different, different things, you know, as sort of this PR stunt. Uh, and we would invite brides, and it would be great. And we would also get married on the field after the game and have our party in the back. And then we could have as many people as we want coming, and it would be so great. And the Cyclone said, you know, they really thought we were nuts, but said, take a right. chance. Um, so we ended up selling $100,000 in sponsorships and raised $20,000 for the MS Society. And That's amazing. So, yeah, it was, it was, and, it, and we had the wedding of our dreams, honestly. You know, it was a great, right. great wedding. And we also received a ridiculous amount of press. So all of these sponsors who just simply gave free product and donated to charity, all of a sudden they were on ABC World News Tonight and, you know, a PR dream. You know, you name it, it was there. Okay, so after that happened, they came to us and said, this was amazing, you have to do this again. And we couldn't get married again, and we weren't going to have a sponsored <laughs> baby. And so right. we decided that we would just start a company based on, like, word-of-mouth marketing. We had no idea what we were doing. And then, uh, so we did, and it was, like, kind of event-based. And then Facebook opened up beyond the college market. And once Facebook okay. did that, we knew that social media was going to be the fastest form of word-of-mouth marketing. And so we gotcha. very quickly pivoted. Very, very good. from there. Wow. And so uh, during this journey, did you ever think, like, why am I an entrepreneur? So once you started it, you embraced it. 
Oh, no. I, I definitely, I mean, I knew that the main reason I wanted to be an entrepreneur was that I yes. wanted control over my time. Like, time mm-hmm. with my kids was like everything to me. I didn't want to work right. with somebody to tell me, you know, you have to be here at this time. And I really wanted my freedom. And once we did the wedding, I was like, wow, as I'm high. I was like, we did the wedding? We did this thing? We right. did anything. <laughs> um, which is like the whole, you know, that whole entrepreneur vision high. And then yes. you get to actually running a business. Right. It's very hard. And you're doing hard. things you never did before. Um, right. You know, I had been in marketing, but I didn't know how to run a business or, or, or books or any of, any of that. And so right. you just kind of learn, and there's a lot of highs and lows there and a lot yes. of um, risk and a lot of things that you, you know, that can be very, very stressful. And so, it, you know, we started on this very romantic high. And then it became very stressful. And Dave at the time was the CEO and the visionary. And then I was running, you know, I was running things. I was the COO at the time. And yeah, which I, um, you know, I didn't really know. I had to learn, learn by doing. That was, that was stressful. And, um, but I did. And then when it came time for me to be the CEO, um, first of all, it was a very different time in our business. And second of all, um, it, you know, it was really uh, kind of a shock to my system to learn how to do that too. Yeah, it's a whole other level of accountability and risk and lots of different things. But it's great because you get to grow. Um, I want to make sure I give you enough time to talk about Work It. It seems like it ties in with your choice of entrepreneurship a bit. Tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to to take on this project and write the book. Well, it's funny. When I first uh, became CEO, you know, I had to be the face of the company. And yet social media agencies and people in social media thought leaders were were very male and very loud. Right. Loud males. And I was neither loud nor male. And so I decided that I was going to do an angle of talking to women. And I started a podcast called All the Social Ladies. And I interviewed women decision makers about their social media strategies. I thought this was a great way to grow business. Um, and do all of this. And all of a sudden, I, I really, what I found was that I was much less interested in their social media stuff, which I thought was great and was a means to an end in growing the business. But I became sure. fascinated with their stories, their right. actual stories. And, and to me, I started hearing the stories of their careers and things they triumphed over and failures and different things. I started asking all kinds of questions. And in that process, I just fell in love with the stories of not only women entrepreneurs, but women in business and the challenges that we faced. And so I decided to turn that into a book. And the book became this passion project um, based off of all the social ladies where I interviewed over 50 women in the book, all about different themes around, um, you know, being a woman in business. And so it's been, it was an amazing journey for me. It was a pure passion project and something I was really thrilled to do. That's exciting. And how many women did you actually interview? Oh, goodness. I think I inter- total number interviewed was closer to 85 for the book, but I've interviewed wow. over 200 for my podcast. Amazing. Um, so it's been, yeah, I do a lot of interviewing. I love listening. And so it's also, it's a great way for, so- when you tie back to social media, when you interview people, right. it's such great content, right? You have content of to course. share on social media. And not only do you have content to share, but they share it too. So it's another That's good right. way to get organic placement. And when does the book come out? The book comes out in late December, and so I'm really excited just before Christmas, I believe, right before Christmas, so really more of a new year, new you kind of book, and um, I'm looking forward to it. It's on pre-order now, though. You can pre-order it on Amazon. That's exciting, Carrie. Thank you so much. I can't wait to read it. I I know that uh, 
you worked really hard on it, and it's something that many of us, men and women, would love to read it to understand the choices that women make for their families or for their career ambitions. And I think what you what you rightly say is there's no right or wrong answer. It's a, it's a choice of what fits for you, which is a Correct. great message. I'm all about the you do you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, Carrie, I really appreciate you breaking down social media for us. I don't, I don't personally feel as overwhelmed by it, but when you break it down in terms of how you think about it, and you know, mistakes do happen. So, it, and and clearly, with your sharing of your story, you clearly prove that it can be fixed, um, and and people don't necessarily have to be so timid about it. You just got to start somewhere and and think about your audience and how to reach your audience. Absolutely. Seema, thank you so much for having me on the show. And if anyone ever wants to reach out, you can find me on all social channels as Carrie Kirpin. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carrie. Have a, have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Seema. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. For listeners, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this, this inaugural show. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, I Hopefully, I wasn't too nervous. And I do, I do hope that you were interested in the content that we shared today. Have a great day, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thanks. We are so glad you've joined us for the forum. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time with your host, Seema Vasa, on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a good week.